Greetings, and welcome to a special edition of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things that they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this special edition, we talk about the Nintendo press conference from E3 2016. Hey look, it's Zelda! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Cart Podcast, Nintendo E3 Sad Edition. Seriously, Nintendo was pretty bad. I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? Chop, Chop the Sad Viking. He is very sad. Do you know why? Because Nintendo sucked this year. <laughs> Honestly, they had two fucking games. They had... I'm not even going to look at my notes. They had fucking Pokemon <laughs> Sun and Moon, and that was pretty cool. But they had fucking almost an hour of... Wait, I, I think we need to do this. Do this right, dude. Let's, let's, we gotta do I this. thought Benting was doing this right. Well, so, so It's we been can, a long goddamn week, Dan. Yeah, let's, let's vent about the presentation. So... That's what I was trying to do. Don't, don't get into the games yet. We just got to talk about... What N- Nintendo made this car wreck into? So this was like the complete. If Sony had a complete opposite in this in this giant thing, it was Nintendo's presentation. But I actually give Nintendo credit for this because at least they did it from a studio with cameras and didn't make an entire auditorium full of people sit through the shit. I can't really argue with that one. That's actually pretty. <laughs> um... But so. Oh, it's so bad. Like the it started off good. It started it, it started it off really? okay. It started off okay. Okay, so, that's that's better. So so Reggie did the what is now obligatory thing of talking about Orlando and off Nintendo offering their condolences, which they even you know, had a moment of silence. Yeah, he he offered out a moment of silence. All grade A classy shit. Absolutely. Like, more power to him. And like that's that's exactly how a, a large company should respond to something like this. Like everyone had did it in their own way across the board at E3. It was I think it was handled as well as it could be for you know the Such shitty, a tragedy. The yeah. shitty shit that happened. Then he's basically just like, I want to show you this new game. Like, and this is this is one of the reasons why you're here. You know, we're gonna be hanging out all day showing you stuff. One of you two know, let's just, reasons. Yeah, let's just let's let's just get this started. And so they show a trailer for the new Zelda game Breath of the Wild. And, and the, gorgeous. the trailer was fantastic. Like the game looks really really good, massive open spaces. It it is an open world game, which is kind of something amazing for Zelda because that's not something Zelda is known for ever no, except for except for maybe wind waker because it had it was open ocean game it was it was the closest you got to an open world game yeah. and but it, it was wasn't honestly, anything like this it was breathtaking like i i actually sat there and i'm i'm not a big zelda fan i haven't been a big zelda fan since really the the link to the past and its sequel link between worlds those are the two games that i've really connected with but with breath of the wild 
Yeah, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Like so, I was just taken with it. Yeah. So so the stuff that they show off and that you can see in the trailer is these massive open spaces. Uh you see a bunch of ruins. You get to see this is where I started, you know, where I, I was like, I think this is an open world game was Link like jumps off of a tree or a cliff or something and he's hang gliding over this large open space to get around faster. And I was like, okay, cool. That that's good. Uh, and then there's lots of climbing going on of different capacities, which was like really cool to see. Uh, and then what made me laugh the most is now you can not only cut grass, but you can set it on fire. Like, as that was in the trailer, which was like, woohoo, I get to burn grass. If I never play this game, which I probably won't because I'll never own a Nintendo XT or NX or whatever the hell they're calling it. It also is out for Wii. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it'll uh, be out for both. Yeah, and then not that you give a shit or yeah, me. None of us give a shit. There's no shits given. Uh, there were lots of weapons shown off in the trailer, like spears and axes and bows and clubs, and it was you know a lot. It, it was more than just a master sword, which was interesting to see. Yeah, and then the, so the trailer ends, and like you hear Reggie talking, and he's basically like he makes a claim that they're going to break all of the molds of Zelda. Like everything that you think a Zelda game should be, they're going to they're going to try and break those conventions. And it's Spoiler just like, alert, he lied. And it's just like okay, that's interesting. Like if they if they actually do that, that is that is going to be make this game actually interesting instead of the incredibly formulaic thing that Zelda games have become. Yeah. And then you don't hear about Zelda again for an hour. An hour. Now, but when Dan cut me off from a rant earlier, and I appreciate <laughs> that because I needed to calm down for a minute, but there was an hour of this, because I'm going to go on, the, I'm on a smaller rant, a less angry rant. Mm-hmm. There was an hour of watching Pokemon Sun and Moon gameplay. And, well, 45 minutes, give or take. Mm-hmm. Almost an hour of gameplay, which on, on, on one hand could be pretty cool. On yeah. the other hand, it was absolute boredom and i skipped three quarters of nintendo's press conference and feel like i missed nothing because you got 45 minutes of an interview between a person who speaks only english and a person and two people who speak only japanese and they had to go through a translator yeah so basically the way that this game demo worked uh to get the important stuff out of the way pokemon sun and moon will be released on november 18th Boom, that was that yes, right that off the, the top. They, they got that out the door. Uh, then they were like, oh, we're going to show off some some live gameplay. And it's it's early footage of the game, and it's earlier than they've ever shown off footage on a Pokemon game. Like, So th- these are, you know, big deals. So sure. fans of the Pokemon series, this should be super exciting for you. Uh, so they have two American representatives of Nintendo on stage. Yep. And... So there's a girl who's basically asking all the questions and a guy who's actually playing the game. Yep. And then on the other side of the stage, they have two representatives of Game Freaks and a translator. Yes. And so the two representative of Game Freaks are the producer of Pokemon Sun and Moon, who has prior to this directed every Pokemon game. Yes. So he is like he is Mr. Pokemon basically. He is he is basically he's the kind guy. of the he's the lead guy for every Pokemon game you've ever played to this point. But he decided to take a step back and do the production role. 
and the other guy is like his protege and he's going to be the new director of Pokemon. And so, and so both of these guys are, you know, basically super veterans of the Japanese gaming industry. They have lots of clout. Like, these are people whose brains you want to pick. Like, you know, this, all of this has the ingredients to be a really good thing. You are playing a game talking to the two people responsible for it however <laughs> what follows is 45 minutes of the most painful dialogue i have ever witnessed outside of manos hands of fate <laughs> so so basically this girl this woman is asking questions to these these two gentlemen and they're always really long questions about stuff concerning the pokemon game and asking them about design decisions and stuff like that so she'll really ask good a, questions they're fantastic she'll, questions yes yeah, she'll ask a question for, for like 30 seconds like it'll be a 30 second long question and then the translator takes 30 seconds to repeat the question in japanese then the guy from game freaks whichever one fields the question has like a or minute both to two minute long answer in Japanese. Mm -hmm. And then the translator says that again in a minute to two minute long response in English. Yeah. Rinse and repeat for 45 minutes. Like 45. It was, yeah. And like, I can understand why Nintendo did this. Like every, sure. it, logically it makes sense. This stuff is being revealed to their Japanese audience for the first time for the exact same stuff. Like their audiences, their Japanese audience is seeing it at the same time as the English audiences for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. So this way you're giving, you're servicing both sets of fans, which is pretty fantastic. Like that's, yep. that's a great idea. Absolutely. The problem is that you're servicing both sets of fans in a very half-assed way that probably is going to infuriate all of them instead of just half of them. When I hope for hope and pray for death, you failed in your press conference. <laughs> yeah, like and yeah, and the whole time they're doing this on the screen, it's like some this guy just playing Pokemon sun or moon i don't know which version he was playing it doesn't matter it doesn't fucking matter they're both very similar the only yeah. difference is different pokemon within them although yes. i did the, the only redeeming factor was that they debuted the new mode of play for pokemon and that is battle royale yeah the, the there was two things that they showed off in the game basically shitting me yeah the only other one is the fact that the game has a new art style and there's a different perspective that the game has shown no, from. No, it doesn't. That shows off. Yes, there is. This is what they spent the first 10 or 15 minutes talking about. It's the like, same art style from the last game. It's The camera angles are different. That's it? Basically, Fucking yes. Fucking get out of here, Nintendo. And, and during combat, they showed this off for, again, like five minutes. Like the camera pans around to the different Pokemon and to the trainer and it zooms out on the battlefield and it pans around. So you get a better look at everything. Like that's it's even more painful talking about it. <laughs> so that was the first like 10 minutes of them talking about this new Pokemon game, other than talking about the new starting Pokemon. Uh, which uh, one, of them's a, a shit. one of them's a, one of them's a cat, one of them's a seal. That's all I remember. And then there's an owl called Owlet. Oh, okay. Who gives sure. a fuck? It's just just move on, 
please. And then, and then yeah, you, what you were saying, there's a new multiplayer battle mode called Battle Royale. And Four player free for all. That's it. Yeah. Uh, long to Breath of the the Wild. I think you're doing a disservice to our fans, Paul. I think they're doing a disservice to us because Nintendo sucks at E3. Yes. I'm sorry. Please go on. I okay. don't mean to actually. Yeah. <laughs> so very, very quickly overview of the Battle Royale mode. It is four player. Each person can have up to three Pokemon. It is free for all. So you can attack whoever you want. Uh, the first person to lose all of their Pokemon ends the game. And then whoever has the most KOs wins once the one person has been eliminated. And least Pokemon lost, I think, is the tiebreaker. I don't know. Yeah, something. I don't know what they said. I think I don't know. At that point, I was trying not to fall asleep. Yes. So, then... so after this, they take a short break, which was really funny to see. You see people moving around on the set and, you know, like they're playing some cheesy elevator music for, again, like five or 10 minutes. So, not um, only do we have 45 minutes of the most painful dialogue we ever had, we also had 10 minutes of fucking staring at this goddamn red screen. And it's like Nintendo Treehouse. Fuck your treehouse. Yeah. Uh, so, but but after this, they come back and they give you a more play- painful dialogue. Yes, a, a playable demo of the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wind, again with the director of the game, again a man who does not speak English, so there had to be a translator. And this one was much shorter. It was only about half an hour, I think. Much shorter. It felt just as long if not longer yeah. however well this one this one felt less long because the gameplay was more interesting was actually fun i will say that in spite of my misgivings and my bashing of nintendo it was a great idea but poorly executed they mm-hmm. asked some really nice pointing questions especially when they they had game freak out there the, the young lady who was doing the interview great questions really in depth wanted to seem genuinely interested in the product that they were putting out the oh yeah she, is she was that, a pokemon fanatic oh, that's like very clear tell. that she like loved this fucking franchise the problem is that they also got people who did not speak a lick of english and she didn't speak a lick of japanese which i don't care which language you pick pick one and just give me subtitles it's fine if you want to choose japanese i don't care that's, that's absolutely fine with me give me subtitles i'll read the fucking thing it'd be yep. like half an hour shorter <laughs> Yeah, like that that's what the problem was is that everything felt at least twice as long because of the, you know, everything having to be repeated in both languages every time something was said and it was so painful. Yeah. However, Breath of the Wild is if I wanted to spend the $200 and then the extra 50 on a, on a Wii U game, this would be it. Yeah. It is a gorgeous, breathtaking experience that it, and and while I joked that the gentleman who is now the president of Nintendo lied, I don't think he did. I think that it is a new experience that very yeah. much reminds me of a an action RPG yeah. that uh, other that the previous games did not. Yeah, I, and again, right off the bat, they make a claim that it's like the this is the director claims that they are trying to break all of the conventions of the Zelda games, like everything that you like. You, you think of when you think of Zelda, they're trying to break it. And they immediately start off by showing that Link can jump. Yes. He's not only that, but he's almost and, naked. Yes, he's almost naked and he can jump. Yeah, and, and, and Link has been able to, air quotes, jump in the past when you yeah. get to very specific ledges and, you know... He's been able a, to hop. Have a context-sensitive jump button. 
but now he can jump whenever and it is a key mode of transportation in the game like it's how you get on top of things it's how you start climbing like it's it's actually useful not only that but you also have armor sets like in the beginning they showed him getting dressed in various bits of clothing they also showed him scavenging weapons whereas he just picks up a stick and uses it for a weapon yeah. he grabs a woodcutter's axe he grabs a rusty sword which they fooled the player into believing that it was the master sword briefly yeah the the director actually fooled the nintendo employee that was playing it into thinking that it was the because he was like oh i think i found the master sword and he's like oh yeah good job <laughs> yeah, like like this 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 director just seemed to not only both give a fuck and not give a fuck at the same time which is this this fuckitude that so few people can actually reach yeah the the funny part was is after that moment when he gets the rusty sword like the game director says something in japanese and the translator goes he says you don't think i'd put something that he's like you know, he said that I would never put something that important in a location like that. <laughs> Some somewhere so easily to get to. It was yeah. it was that was one of the few comedic moments and the few moments I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And wrote yeah. it down. I, I threw my notes earlier because I'm so salty with Nintendo right now. Yeah. It, so the interesting thing that the director talked about was that the uh with this Zelda game, they're trying to focus on the world as a character in the game. Because normally all the Zelda games are focused on characters, they're focused on Everything's focused on, you know, Zelda, Ganondorf slash Ganon, or yeah, whoever the the item in the game that that yeah. is more focused on, like Majora's Mask or whatever, like whatever the focus of the game is, the Minish Cap, like. Historically, Zelda games have been built around a gimmick. They they find something yeah. that they really like, like Majora's Mask. They find the Ocarina of Time, the Wind Waker, the the Baton, and build the game around it. Yeah. This and has this, been built around the world. Yes, this this they're trying to turn the world itself into another character in the game, and it it is the focus of the game, and uh, you can tell right off the bat that there is a focus on exploration in the game. Gathering is a thing in the game now because he's picking up food, and food is the only way to regain health in this game. You, yeah, you regain health by hearts. eating food. You do have hearts. Well, I mean, you don't find hearts. Yes, like, yes. like uh, in fact, there was a huge bit where the director said, "You're not going to cut grass looking for hearts, are you?" Yeah, yeah. He's he's cutting grass. He's like, "Oh, I I don't seem to be finding anything." And they're like, "Yeah, you don't you don't get health back by cutting grass. You you have to eat." <laughs> yeah, and they, and they make a big show of it, and it was it was really interesting to see him just start chomping on mushrooms. Like the mushrooms don't make you bigger in this game. Yeah. Oh no, no, it was they. Uh, it, he he picks up mushrooms and they actually use the uh like a, a mario sound like a mario like picking up a coin sound for the mushrooms when you pick them nice. up and nice. uh and they mention the fact that it's a nod to the lineage of nintendo like you know we had to have this noise for picking up the mushrooms but these mushrooms won't make link any bigger is kind <laughs> of the joke they made like so they're they're poking fun at nintendo culture which is kind of you know refreshing in a way um not taking themselves too seriously. Um, two of the cool things that they had uh, was like, there's weapon durability in the game now. Like, I, I hate that. It's it's a it's design really, choice. It's a it's a necessary mechanic for the game's design choice. I agree, but I don't like it in games. Well, so the thing that he pointed out was that one of the essential elements of combat is being frequently forced to use an enemy's weapons. So. Like the they first that perfectly. Yeah, the first fight he gets into with these like little orcs, he like kills one of them. The second one, he breaks his rusty sword on, 
and it, so he picks up the spear that the enemy had that because he disarmed the enemy with his you know attack combo and then kills it with the spear and then kills the other one with the spear and starts picking up all kinds of crazy clubs and stuff and what i thought was yeah. really cool is that the next battle afterwards he fought another one of the uh I, I hesitate to call them moblins because I don't remember what the hell they're actually called. He flings the spear as hard as he can. The spear breaks, but so does the the goblin yeah. creature. And there's and the the guy who was playing made an immediate uh, comment of, "Wow, that was brutal." Like you don't think <laughs> about Zelda as a, as a brutal game, but that was a brutal yeah. move. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after that, they talked about how they were actually. Tr- working to use the art style as part of the game's function instead of just being like a cartoony look for you know the sake of being cartoony or having pretty graphics for the sake of having pretty graphics they were they were trying to use it to show things in the game like and they they comment that they made was like when you drop an item instead of highlighting the item by adding effects to it and adding stuff over top of its normal art design, the way the method that they chose to do it was to take the original item and then strip away things from it until it stood out from everything else. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool idea. Like just, you know, cause they, like he said, they had, they've had cartoony games before, but they didn't function as part of the game. It was just a, you know, Oh, Hey, this is how we're presenting the game. Right. Of Wind Waker was a great example of a cartoony art style that wasn't a function of the game. It was just how it looked. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing they showed off, and they showed it twice within it, uh, once before their little blooper incident, and then once after the little blooper incident. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, there's a new thing in the game called a flurry rush. And it basically looks a lot like a uh, a limit break kind of thing where time slows down and link can get off these like ridiculously huge combos and like kill things in like bullet time basically yeah i'm guessing it they they borrowed that from the uh samurai warriors game that they came out hyrule warriors yeah but probably something like that i don't know i didn't play it because i don't own you yeah but yeah i mean that was just kind of an interesting mechanic that they showed off and then the the blooper i was talking about was uh they hit the time limit, like the demo time limit that they mm-hmm. had set for E3. Like, and just it says, like, you know, thanks for playing. It comes up on the screen and it Oopsie. goes black. And they were like, well, shit. Yeah, they, they kind of like, <laughs> had, oh, crap. And the, like, the guy playing the game was like, oh, I, I thought I turned that off. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they restart, basically restart the game and he gets out of the tunnel and they're talking and like, so they're not showing anything for a while. And then he gets out and he just starts running around and they basically like teleported him somewhere else and, you know, skipped some stuff and, right. and then he started running around and blew some stuff up and yeah, some, some crazy shit happens, but it's, it, whatever they, they showed the game off. It actually looks pretty good for a Zelda game. Um, Cause it doesn't look like a Zelda game is basically why it looks good. Um, what I really liked about it was that it, it had armor sets like you you have armor it's it's not a focus just on you magic. actually you actually have technology a, you actually have costumes yeah you you've got you've got gear mm-hmm. like instead of just hey i'm gonna go pick up the this the sword i'm gonna go pick up the master sword i got the bow i've got the the slingshot the boomerang mm-hmm. you've got stuff like there's a lot more variety in this game and i was very impressed by that yep and then kind of the last thing they talked about was that they were going to have some special Zelda items 
available on the Mitomo platform available today. So if you are into the whole Mitomo thing and you're interested in Zelda items, they are available apparently. Yep. Woo. And that was it. Yes. That was yep, really it. That was the end of Nintendo's an hour and forty five minutes of those two things. Yeah, that's it. Like I, I, I looked it up later on GameSpot and it was a minute and forty. They highlighted all of Nintendo's shit in a minute and forty, and that's how quickly you could have gotten for Nintendo. Yep. One minute and forty seconds. And isn't I mean, that just a little sad? Looking at the games was cool. Like I don't know why they didn't say shit about the Nintendo NX. Like nope. nothing. And absolutely uh, nothing. I think they they mentioned that it would that uh, the Zelda game was coming out on the NX, and that was it. Like they didn't say anything about specs, they didn't say anything about any. They didn't really say shit about it aside from that one little offhand comment. Yep. So yeah, that Nintendo was after following Sony. Nintendo was just uh, so so incredibly painful to watch. Okay. I should have taken my own advice and watched Nintendo first and then yeah. had the pleasure of watching Sony afterwards. I the, did not. I watched Sony yeah. first and then watched Nintendo afterwards and I sat and pet my cat and tried to think about my life and reevaluate where the hell I'm going yeah. with my life. The, the the funny part was is I told Paul much earlier in the day like the same thing like oh my god like I told him like Sony is awesome. You're going to love watching Sony. It's like first thing I told him today. Yep. And then and then later on I was like oh my god after this is watching so Sony, painful. Nintendo, it like literally hurts to watch, and he's yeah. just like, it, it, you you literally said, okay, I agree. I'll watch. Maybe I'll watch Nintendo first then." And I was like, "You probably should." I think is what I said, or something along those lines. And you were yeah. like, "All right." And then later on, you're like, "You you mentioned something to me about like the orchestra." And I was like, "Oh, cool. Yeah. Did you already watch Nintendo?" And you're like, "No, I'm watching Sony first. And I'm like, "Oh." I'd had a rotten day and I wanted something good to have at the end of my day. Like I just had dinner. I sat down. I was like, I'm going to watch Sony first. This is going to be nice. But and I had a nice time. And then yes. all of a sudden Nintendo decided to destroy that. Yeah. And they're good at destroying my childhood, I guess. All right. So as promised, that is the end of the E3 coverage for now. Thank fucking we, God. We don't know if we're going to talk about this again, but uh, other than as follow up. Yeah, um, we're we're gonna do a review episode. You know, just the the best and worst of E3. We've already done the worst just now, but we're gonna do what we're looking forward to. It's gonna be our next episode, so look forward to that. Yeah, and and if you ignored all of this, it's just gonna be the next episode. So you know. So uh, yeah, enjoy that shit too, you motherfucker. <laughs> but it's okay because these are special episodes, and they're you know not rec- they're they're extended universe loaded yeah. cart gaming podcast, not canon it's, loaded cart. It's gaming. not required reading. <laughs> Yeah, we have an extended universe. Deal with it. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's kind of weird. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if you want to take a look at uh, loadedcardgaming.com, it's where we post all of our episode po- episode stuff, where Dan really diligently works to put all of the uh, the whole uh, show notes up there. Uh, <laughs> if you want to contact me, you can contact me at paulatlittlecardgaming.com or at paulclue on Twitter. If you want to contact Dan, you can call, contact him at shop at loadedcardgaming.com or at our actual twitter account at load cart and if you want to email us both that we both get it it's podcast at loadcartgaming.com and please i'm begging you i love y'all you're awesome people but why don't you show us some love too and give us a review it doesn't have to be five stars but it'd be kind of cool if you did <laughs> indeed indeed yeah we we as always we thank you guys for uh joining us in these experiments that is this podcast and everything surrounding it and uh, yep 
We do, do you know why we do this podcast? Because we love you. We hate ourselves for doing the podcast, especially around E3 time, but we love you, so we do it. Yeah. All right. All right. So if there's nothing else from you. Nope. I think we're done. Well, you motherfuckers, here's some smooth jazz to play you at. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Part. Wow, Loaded Cart Podcast. Nintendo. You know what? Just fuck it. It's a Nintendo edition of bullshit. This is just going to be sad. Honestly, Nintendo had the worst portion of E3. I am Paul. What's Paul playing today? And with me, as always, is my not drunk co host, Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. You know, I do edit this. You could totally say that again. Do you want me to? That's up to you. Do you want to save yourself and have that be a stinger, or do you want to just leave it how it is? <laughs> oh, all right. I'll say it again. You should leave the say it again part in the beginning. Okay.